0: A well, that's okay, it doesn't, it's not anything. No, it's okay. Just read it aloud. Roses are red, violets are blue. I'll never be able to tell you how much I love you. God keeps his promises, this I know. If you look really closely, you may notice my glow. You fell for me already, but one that two became two. Three, come, <laughs> you got me here where i can't just like that's my wife telling me that she was pregnant with our third baby you can't really understand what i'm saying because i'm tore up the whole time. She took me to a public place. That way I couldn't just be like, "Woo!" Freak out, scare people at the restaurant. But God had answered a promise in our lives. And he had gave us our baby. I would show you the the video of us telling Max and Kimber, but I don't want y'all to get dehydrated by how much you would cry watching that one. But as soon as she told me, In that very instant, in that very moment. I loved Sam with all my heart. I loved that baby boy with everything I had. With everything that I had. And we talked about the babies this morning and joy. The joy to be able to be called daddy is unspeakable. I can't even put it into words. And I can't imagine the circumstances that Mary had to where she got to do the same thing to Joseph and say, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. What? No, you don't understand. It's God's. What? The Holy Spirit, an angel came and told me that I would become pregnant, even though I'm a virgin. What? It would be a little odd to have that same reaction. That, that, that telling of your husband or soon-to-be husband, guess what? I'm pregnant, and it's not what you think. An angel of the Lord visited me and told me about this. You see, God uses people who believe. God uses people who have faith. Yes? Amen? Will you stand together for the reading of God's word? In Luke chapter 1, starting in verse 26. In the sixth month, and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her. Do not be afraid Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son. And you are to call him Jesus. He will be great. And will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And here's my favorite part. His kingdom will never end. Can somebody say amen? How will this be? Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For No word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Nancy, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Can somebody say amen? You may be seated. Her reaction just from Jump Street blows my mind. I love the Lord with all my heart. I believe in his word. I believe in him. I believe in Everything that he has said to be true but I'm telling y'all if the angel of the Lord visited me out of the blue I would meet Jesus thereafter very quickly oh Elizabeth it's the big one I'm on my way can you imagine the angel of the Lord appearing to you and saying hey all of us would just panic And be terrified as to what would be happening. She was troubled. But it didn't say she was shocked. Surprised. Ran. Didn't say any of those things. You know why? Because this is an indication that Mary had a relationship with the Lord to begin with almost like she was expecting to see him expecting an angel of the Lord visitation expecting something from the Lord expecting something that she would need to do something in her relationship with God Went, okay what do you need I'm troubled as to what it might be but I believe that you're here and I believe that you're here from the Lord yes she knew this is an indication of her relationship god had chose her because he had already been talking with her he had already been communing with her there had been a relationship that they had grown into and so she wasn't shocked or surprised when an angel of the lord visited her because it was what she expected she expected something she expected miracles so often even today when something happens miraculous anybody ever seen a miracle I've seen miracles with my own eyes. And even we hear about miracles. We hear about miraculous things. And what's the first thing that we do? We thank God, but there's part of us that is like, wow. So surprised that the miracle worker, the miracle worker, the healer, the provider, did a miracle, provided and healed. Why are we surprised? Why are we shocked by that? It's amazing that she knew that this might happen, that she was ready. There was a story that happened in Russia uh, several years ago, and I can't remember the exact name of the church or where it was, but I've always remembered the story. They were having a church service, and a man came in with a gun, with a mask on two or three of them and they were ready and he held the entire church at gunpoint and he said everybody right here he said listen deny the Lord and you can leave but if you call yourself a Christian stay and you're going to be shot half the church got up and ran out and the other half stayed right where they were and the gunman put his gun down took his mask off, said, okay, let's have church. I want to be here with you. I want to be with the ones that are about it. Now let's have church. And that that story shocked me and just made me really think about those things. The expectations and, and the doing of the Lord's will, regardless of circumstance, If the angel of the Lord appears to me, what am I going to do? How am I going to react? How am I going to react? Said Mary was greatly troubled. Someone had told her, the angel of the Lord had told her, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. And that made her greatly troubled. Has anybody ever noticed that with favor, with highly favored, the Lord is with you, comes responsibility. Comes something you're going to have to do. God chose you. Oh. Yeah. You're, you're the best student in class. Ah, oh. oh, no. That means I'm going to have to do something extra. She was greatly troubled because she knew that there was an expectation that she was going to have to fulfill. And the immediate thing that she started thinking of was herself and if she was enough to fulfill it. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid. Mary, you have found favor with God. Now, she had a relationship with him, but she wasn't leading a small group. She didn't have money to tithe an extraordinary amount. She wasn't out there ministering to people, but she had found favor with the Lord. An ordinary person, an ordinary girl had found favor with the Lord. Isn't it amazing that God chooses ordinary people to do miraculous things? That's the, that's the title of this sermon is Miraculously Ordinary because he chooses us to be able to do miracles through him. Yes, amen. He chooses ordinary people. He doesn't choose people who are highly talented and that's why he chose you, who are highly strong and that's why he chose you. No, 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 no. He chooses an ordinary person and then gives them amazing talents. He chooses an ordinary person and then gives them amazing strength. He chooses ordinary people and gives them faith that can't be shaken. He gives the tools to equip what he would need you to do. You don't have to have it. There's no prerequisite that something that you have to be qualified enough to be able to do the Lord's work. He'll take you where you are and what you're doing, refine you, shape you, and mold you, get rid of those things, and then create a disciple in you. Amen? He chose Mary. See, God needs us ordinary people to birth Jesus to this generation. Let me say that again. He needs ordinary people to do miraculous things now, right now. Yeah, give God praise. He needs them now. He's choosing you. He's choosing people right now in this place, outside of this place, to birth Jesus to someone, to let someone experience him for the first time, to birth that love and grace and power and mercy to an entire generation. To an entire generation. He chooses ordinary people to do his work. But in us ordinary people, when he chooses us and calls us and anoints us, we are then highly favored. A royal priesthood. Yes? So often we say, I can't. That's too much. I, I can't. I, I, God, send revival. Yeah? How many, how many people have ever thought that the world's just too far gone? There's just, it's like recycling. It's like recycling, right? We need to take care of our planet. We need to take care of our planet. And then all of a sudden we go, what is me recycling going to do? Right? me just throwing my plastics and paper recycling is that really going to make that big of a difference is it but if we chose to do what god wanted us to do no matter how big or small it may be can you imagine the effect if we all did the little things that god asked us if we all did what we were asked to do then it would be miraculously ordinary if it was what was expected, if we did what we were supposed to do every single time, miracles would happen through the ordinary. But so often we're like, God, I can't, I can't do this. It's, there's too much. There's too many people to save. There's too much love to give. It's too dark. Send revival. Send revival to this place. Let it be revived. And he just says, I did send revival. I sent you I said, you, you are the revival. You are the spirit of God that I came upon you with my Holy Spirit. And you need to birth Jesus to this entire generation in your family, in your work, in your church, in everything that you do. She said that you, the angel of the Lord said to her, do not be afraid. You have found favor. Favor. You will conceive and birth a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. And his kingdom will what? His kingdom will what? What? Never end. So often, I, I made the joke this morning, about the, the, the song we were singing. Can't get enough of your presence, Can't get enough of your presents. Right? I said that's my kids on Christmas morning. That's what they say. Can't get enough of your presence. They're just so happy to be opening up gifts. They're just like, mm, 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 what's next? Right? So often when we are gifted something, when we unwrap a gift, it's for us. It's for us. Someone thought enough of us to give us something that we would like. Yeah? God gifts you things, but they're never for you. They're for you to use for someone else. Favor of God is for service. The gifts of the Lord are not for you to have, but for you to give. You see, you open the gifts of God and you realize what they are and then you are to go to work with them. God gives you the ability to sing, sing for him. Preach, preach for him. Minister, minister to him. Build relationships, then build relationships in the kingdom. Do the things that God has gifted you with for God. For God. The favor of the Lord is for service. It's not to just sit back and go, highly favored Do y'all know that hey tell everybody to come visit me I'm Mary Uh, I don't know if y'all know this kind of a big deal angel came and talked to me told me I was highly favored no no you're highly favored so you can do something miraculous for the Lord and then he says do not be afraid Do not be afraid. Immediately, there's been so many times. When God called me to preach, the first thing that I did was be terrified. Terrified. It's the last thing I want to do. I'm pretty scared of that. I don't want to get up in front of people, not because I haven't done it before, but what it means. What it means. What if I have to tell people that I'm a pastor now? I'm terrified of that. And God says, do not be afraid. God will call you to do things. And if you're not afraid, if they're already comfortable, then you might need to listen again because it may not be what he's asking you to do. God's going to call you to do uncomfortable things. God's going to call you to do scary things. God's going to call you to do things outside of your comfort zone things to push you and grow you and mold you and shape you so you can not just be ordinary but you can be miraculously made new, created new built stronger just made into something that can do those miracles you see God will call you He already knows your circumstance He knows what you're going through but He's going to call you anyway God will call you to say look I need you to lead your household. I need you to lead your household for the Lord and for the kingdom of heaven. And you go, but God, I never had anybody to show me what that looked like. I never had that. How am I supposed to lead my household? And I don't know what that looks like. God has never went, oh, you didn't? My bad. I didn't, I wasn't thinking. You're right, you didn't have it. Don't worry about that. I'll find something else for you. Say, God, uh, uh, listen, I want you to help people with addiction. I want you to help people with addiction. I want you to minister to them, and I want you to build relationships to help people stay off of their addiction. But, God, I have an addiction. Oh, you do? My bad. I wasn't thinking. Yeah, don't do that. We'll find something else for you to do. That's not what God does. God says, I know. Do it anyway. I know your circumstances. It's what he does. He makes you new. He calls you to do things that are scary. He calls you to do things that are outside of your comfort zone, to do more, to be more than just our ordinary self because we are made for more. We are a royal priesthood. We are made and called to be and do more for the kingdom of heaven. Anytime that you've ever thought about yourself and said, I'm just me. I'm just me. I don't really have anything to offer. It hurts God's heart. Because God thinks you are the most special thing he has ever made. I gave you talents and tools and special things that are only yours. Anytime you've ever thought, I'm not equipped. I'm not equipped. I'm not ready to do these things. God is sitting there going, "I already made you ready. I already took care of everything. I defeated death in the grave, and and sickness, and anxiety, and worry, and fear, and all those things. I killed those things. Those are dead. I took care of that. I made you ready. So go." Anytime you think those things about yourself, know that they are not of God. They are whispers from an enemy who is terrified of what you're capable through Christ Jesus. Terrified. He knows your circumstances. He knows what you struggle with. He knows what's hard for you. But he's going to ask you to do it anyway. He's going to ask you to do it anyway because he knows that you maybe can't. But he knows he can't. And he knows that you can if you let him. Amen? But I love Mary's reaction in all of this. It shows her faith and the the, the relationship that she has. Because at first she's like, whoa, what are you doing here? And she's afraid. The very next thing is, okay, How? Not why me? I don't think I can. I, maybe if you call Tiffany down the street. She's like leads her small group like really well and she knows more about your word and stuff. Like I don't know if I like it, mm. No, she just goes, "Okay. How's this going to happen cuz I don't know if you know this. But I'm a virgin. And, and God didn't go, "Oh, you are?" My bad. I didn't know. He goes, the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. The power of the Most High will, listen to this, overshadow you. Hear that. He's going to overshadow you. So all those things that you're terrified of, that you're worried about, that you're scared of, that you're not good at, the the flaws that you have, the things that, that could possibly get in the way, they'll be overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. Can somebody say amen? So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. You see, God will overshadow those things so that you are allowed to do the miracles of God. Because there can't be any part of you in it. We talked about it last week. John the Baptist I must decrease so that he may, has to, has to. Overshadow me, Lord. Overshadow me right now. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who is said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. So we talked about it last, last week. If anybody had a word from God, right? Anybody ever got a word from God and, and got to share it with somebody? The Bible says that the word that of the Lord that you receive will never will never ever, 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 ever. ever Now, the word of the Lord may not be the the thing that you thought it was. You may tell somebody to do something and then go do something else for the Lord. You may tell somebody to start singing and they stop singing and start leading a small group. No, 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 no. I told you to sing. Didn't fail. God used that to do something else with that person. He overshadowed you. Yes? Yes? But so often, and we talked about this last night, the word of the Lord sometimes that we receive, is it a word from the Lord or is it our ego? Is it something from us? Is it our offense? Is it something that we're speaking from, not of God, but from our pain? am I telling you to do something because I think that it's what the Lord wants or am I reacting out of my former pain that hasn't, I haven't let God overshadow yet see God has to overshadow those things so that you will be able to receive the true living word of God and so that it will never fail all she asked was how how he tells her how the very next thing she says okay I am the Lord's servant Mary answered may your word to me be fulfilled then the angel left her I ask my kids to do stuff all the time never ever once have they go okay I am your son let what you said to me be fulfilled I'll go clean my room It's never happened. It's never happened. My son told me about these shoes that gave him power, right? And he was so fast. This was several years ago. He, like, use these. He's like, Dad, these are my fast shoes, and I can run super fast with my shoes. And, like, wow. And we were moving. And I said, that's awesome, son. Use those shoes. Use your super speed that you got now and go get all those toys and put them on the truck. He goes, well, I can't use them all at one time. I have to save them so that they don't run out. (laughs) Go get them. (laughs) Mary didn't say, "Is this? Can we do this next year?" Because I'm going to be married soon, and it would just cause a lot less problems if we could do this after I was married. Can 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 we wait a little? I'm very young still. Can can we? Can we try, can we talk? Is there any room? Is there any wiggle room in this deal, Gabriel? Is there anything? She didn't say any of that. All she said was, "How?" And okay, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, "May your word to me be fulfilled." Can you say Amen? You see, God didn't choose her because she was stronger than other girls he didn't choose her because she was somehow more powerful and ready he didn't choose her because her anatomy was perfectly suited to carry the son of God like she wasn't doing a, a vegan diet that made her healthy or taking her prenatal vitamins and in, in preparation it wasn't any of that it was a willing heart it was a faith in the Lord and what he says knowing that every word of god will never fail she knew it she had a relationship with him before god is not ready to use someone who thinks a lot of their talents he's ready to use someone who thinks a lot of god's talents he's ready to overshadow people who will let them be overshadowed in a willing heart and a believing mind he'll do miracles with faith faith that's it what do I need for God to work in my life what do I need to be that addiction sponsor that he wants me to be what is it that I need to lead my family uh, and lead my household to change lives to do miracles to to, to win souls for the kingdom of heaven what is it that I need to train or do or study or prerequisite to try to figure out what those things are because I want to faith faith and a willing heart when God asks you to go you say where when God asks you to do you say when when God asks you to give you say how much There's no wiggle room and negotiations with the deals of the Lord you take his word at its Most important, and it will never fail. God just needs a willing heart and faith. If you don't believe me, listen to Jesus. In Luke chapter 11, verse 27, Jesus was traveling and doing miracles, driving out demons and and healing people. And as he's doing this, As Jesus was saying these things, a woman in the crowd called out, Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. And Jesus' reply was, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed is your mama, how amazing she must be to Mother, the son of God, how amazing she must be to have raised you and nursed you. What a powerful woman of God. What an amazing person she must be. We all want to be like her. We just, wow. Jesus said, no. It has nothing to do with her. God wants uh, just to to be able to say, I want to hear the word of God and obey it. Blessed, rather, is not people who are chosen for for special things, but when they let God just tell them what to do, and they do it. Not add anything in, not add to it or take away from it, just to allow themselves to be overshadowed so that they can hear the word of the Lord and obey it. And that's all. God did all those things. All those things. To an ordinary person. Because she heard and obeyed. How? I'm your servant. If we've ever in any moment of our lives whenever god has spoken clearly into us clearly into our hearts and into our minds and told us to go and do and we say "Uh, mm, i'm not sure if i want to do that we're in sin immediately because we do not hear the word of god and then obey it we have to hear the word first that means we have to be listening And once we hear the word of God, we have to allow ourselves to be overshadowed so that we may obey it. Amen? See, she signed up for a life knowing that she would raise a son. Love him with all her heart. Just like that video of me whenever she told me that she was pregnant. I love Sam with all my heart everything I have I'm I'm, uh, kill (laughs) I I love my kids I love my little girl and I love my boys I can't imagine knowing that I was chosen to be their father and then also chosen to be a father to watch them die To stand at the foot of a cross that my son was ha- hanging on. Can't imagine that. Can't imagine that. But I'm telling you, God uses a willing heart and faith to save the world. He used one young girl's willing heart, faith, and trust in him to save the world. Everyone in here and everyone you've ever known. I don't know if I'd be strong enough, but I know I wouldn't have to be. If I allowed myself to be overshadowed and listen to the word and obey it.